Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely Church Ministries at 1755 Thomas Devlin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're coming to you today with the seed of the day. And we hope that this seed can bless you in this lifetime and carry you throughout eternity. And there is a word for us today um, that's found in the book of Jeremiah. But before we go into the word, I just wanted to Proclaim it right now that this weekend we'll be at the corner of Thomas Deplin and Washington Avenue um, for another soul crusade. And we're inviting you to drive up and hear a word from God because God is speaking to us today. And as watchmen, we have to let the world know what's going on in society. But this word today is something that can help you as you go along this journey with, and deal with this pandemic. And it's coming out of Jeremiah, that weeping prophet, that prophet that lived a life just like us and went through the ups and downs of life and, and carried the burdens of life and the concerns of life. And I don't care who you are, everybody right now is going through something. They have something in their mind. They have something on their heart. They have something that they're worried about, their children, their parents, their loved ones this pandemic, the economic situation, and we're just like Jeremiah. We've been called to do a job, and God has sent us to do it well. But in Jeremiah, the 20th chapter, starting with verse 7 to 13, uh, Jeremiah was called by God to do something to tell the nation that he was coming with his wrath. And along the way, starting uh, to understand Jeremiah 20th chapter, and why Jeremiah started complaining to God. And we all have some complaints in our life right now. And God knows that we have some complaints that we're dealing with, but God lets us know we can be like Jeremiah and take our complaints to him because he's concerned with all of our life and every aspect. So there's nothing wrong with complaining to God and letting him know what's going on in your life. But the reason why Jeremiah was complaining, you have to go back to chapter 1. God had called him to do something that was really big and was going to be a struggle in his life. He didn't want to be a man of God. He didn't want to live the life that God called him to do. And sometimes in our life, we don't want to do what God tells us. We want to do it our own way. But God is telling us today we have to follow his word. And it's all right to complain and go to him with your burdens, but we still have to stay on the battlefield. In chapter one, um, Jeremiah lets us know that he was afraid of the struggle that he was gonna have because God told him he had to go tell the nation of Israel that he was getting ready to come and destroy the land. Uh, not only in chapter one, but in chapter 12, we see where Jeremiah's family backed away from him and turn their back on him because he was doing what God told him to do. And sometimes in our life, we lose loved ones and they begin to distance themselves from us because we're trying to do what's right in the eyes of God. In chapter 16, um, Jeremiah sees his good friend getting married and he wants to get married too. But God says in chapter 16 of Jeremiah, second verse, you cannot get married. Because what I've called you to do requires that you stay single for you can live and go to places I want you to go. So Jeremiah uh, 
um, had an issue with that. He wanted to get married. He saw his friends getting married. He wanted to turn up and turn around in ministry. He felt bad because his family had rejected him. Then you go to chapter 20. The Bible says in that 10th verse that his friends forsaked him. And we, as we walk with Jesus Christ and try to live a holy life, we find ourselves losing friends along the way. Because God is going to take us places that we've never been before. And places we used to go, we don't even want to go no more. So that's why Jeremiah, by the time he gets to um, chapter 20, starting with verse 7, he is complaining to God. And he comes and says, Oh Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. And I am uh, derision daily, everyone mocked me. So in other words, he was saying that, God, you set me up. Uh, you, you, you deceived me. Uh, what you told me was going to happen didn't happen. And it seems like everybody is mocking me right now. And then in verse 8 it says, For since I speak, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of you, not speak anymore in your name. But his word was in my heart, and a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and could not stay. So Jeremiah says, Lord, um, the words you gave me were a reproach to me. They caused me problems of being hated by my family, hated by my um, friends, um, caused me not to have a, a marriage with a lady that I love, and I did not want to do this. It's been a reproach. You set me up, but I cannot stop because it's like fire shut up in my bones. What you've called me to do is like fire. I can't keep it to myself. That anointing of the Holy Spirit that you've given me, I cannot hide it because God has given it to me. So, Pastor Hammond, in spite of our complaints, there is fire, yes, like you said, that shut up in our bones. God knows that we're going to complain before he even calls us. When God commissions us, he gives us Luke 4. God puts his spirit upon us and he anoints us for what we need to do. God anoints us to preach to the poor, to heal to preach deliverance to the captives. But in spite of all of these things, God wants us to stay on the battlefield. In Mark 10th chapter, in the 22nd verse, he says, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. He also goes on to say the same word in Mark 13 chapter and 13 verse. You will endure mockery. You'll endure ridicule. You'll be reminded of your past. But be reminded that in 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter and fifth verse, he says, For watch thou in all things. He says to endure inflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. So with that being said, 
is not who they say that you are, but what God says about you. It's what God has called you to do and to say. Be reminded that in James, the first chapter and the 12th verse, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to him that loved him. God says, go and feed my sheep. That's why it's so important that you know what the word says. And God understands, just like Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah came to that point in Jeremiah 20 where he had tried his best to do God's will. But yet he found himself uh, as though he was missing out on life. And sometimes we have questions in our mind where we feel like, Lord, I'm doing what you said, but I'm missing out on life. Lord, I'm doing what you said, but I'm missing out on the basic blessings that everyone else is enjoying. But I'd rather have God than to have all the money and all the things that the world can give you because there's nothing more important than your relationship with Jesus Christ. But Jeremiah, he began to complain unto God. And what's so amazing about it, God lets us complain. And he receives our complaints. And when we pray and we, we're praying and God wants us to be honest with him, let him know how we really feel. Uh, we have a, a God that loves us and uh, is apparent to us and he provides for us. And he, he really wants that relationship to blossom and to be strong and nothing to be hidden. So Jeremiah, he was honest with God and he complained, saying that God, you have to deceive me. You set me up. Um, every time I said a word on your behalf, the people mock me and they turn their back on me. The world didn't like what um, Jeremiah was saying. It's amazing. It's easy to serve God when everybody likes you. It's easy to serve God when you're saying what God, what people want you to um, say. But we have to tell the truth no matter what, even our own lives. Um, it's, it's all right when we are being liked, we're happy. But when we're trying to do what's right and people don't like us, that's when we fall out with God. So not only was Jeremiah honest, but then he, um, he remembered in the midst of his problems and his sorrow what God had done for him. So you might have a complaint in your life that you're dealing with, that you want to tell God and you've been bringing it to God, your sickness, your heartache, your marital problems, your children um, are acting up, your family um, is divided, and you're bringing all these complaints to God. You're still going to church, trying to read your word, trying to love your neighbor, praying and fasting, but yet the miracle that you're looking for is not and has not come. And that's the time you need to call and just remember what God has done for you and how God brought you to your devastations and brought you to your sickness. And that's what Jeremiah did. He remembered what God had done for him. And then the third thing he did, he remembered the report that God had sent his son Jesus Christ into this world. I don't care what you may be going through, um, how much sadness, how much trouble, uh, how many obstacles you may be facing right now. But when you think about what Jesus did on that cross, Call Calvary. 
how he saved a wretch like you and me. Didn't have to do it, but he did because he loved us just that much. And that ought to make you feel happy right now to know that you have a, a father and a savior that loves you and looked above and over all of your sins and saw you in the midst of your trouble and your burdens and said, I'll go die your sin debt so you can live again. But then he says in verse 11, after all the complaints, the tenfold complaints of Jeremiah, then he says, but... And then he begins to say um, the confidence that he had in God. Uh, so God heard his complaints, but then Jeremiah realized, and he said, but God, you are my source. You are my boundary and you are my security. He realized that God was his source. Everything that he had came from God. He realized that God has set the reins around his life and nobody could come in to hurt him. And he kept, God had kept him surrounded by a fence like he does all of us. He put boundaries around Jeremiah that the devil couldn't come in and kept him inside that boundary to live holy. Then he says, God, you are my security. That meant God had gone before him in the midst of his enemies. And God will do the same thing for you right now. He'll go before you on your job. He'll go before you before you enter the house. He'll go before you before you deal with that family member or co-worker. And he'll soften up the soil for the glory of God can go through for you can have peace. And that peace is available for you right now to enjoy life. I'm going to say a prayer. And if you believe it, I want you to say it. I do, and say this prayer after me. Do you repent of your sins first? If you do, say, I do. Well, pray along with me. Heavenly Father, I come today saying I repent of my sins. I ask for forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died for my sins on Calvary. I believe that he sits with you after being raised from the dead with all power in his hand. And he is interceding on our behalf. And I give you the glory, honor, and praise. And I wait for your return. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Go get in the good Bible teaching church and let the world know that Jesus is alive and well. And remember, keep a smile on your face for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.